Welcome to the Working Dog Depot podcast with your hosts, Rich Harden and Howard Young. Well, Howard Young, welcome to 2023. How are you guys doing? I see you uh, have your bride with you this evening. I guess someone yeah, finally had to manage you. Hi, Rich. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's it's a full time job. Absolutely. All is well here. Well, just don't tell my wife. She'll be behind me telling me what to do next, too. So <laughs> I'm texting her while we're on. So. <laughs> As well, you should. How's everything well, there? It's great. You know, warmed up here in uh, in Kentucky finally. So it's not negative eight anymore. Uh, so <laughs> right. we, we've been in the 40s and 50s in January. So no complaints from us. Good. Yeah. Good the weather really did try to kill us a week. Oh, it ago. did. It was it was brutal there for a couple of weeks. It got it got cold for sure. But uh, I mean, other people wouldn't think it was so cold, but it was cold here for us. So not not happy at all. I'm guessing our guests wouldn't think it would be that that I guess they weren't that cold a couple of weeks ago. I'm taking a stab at it though. <laughs> I'm going to say if they were on the West Coast, it was not negative eight. <laughs> so we have a very some special guests with us tonight that. And we'll get into a good bit of their story, but I want to introduce the humans behind Service Dog Chase. Woohoo! How are you guys? We're good. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate you guys thinking of us. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, and thanks for following along. I noticed that you guys have been liking some of our stuff and downloading the podcast, so we really appreciate you. Oh, absolutely. The numbers matter. They, they do. <laughs> So this is Walt and Kelly Point and uh, Chase's handler, Jackson. And so, Jackson, it is very, very nice to meet you. I need to throw out there, since there's no video uh, involved in the, in the podcast, Jackson and I are representing Whitebeard Canine at, with the same shirt tonight. So thank you, Jackson, for, for wearing your shirt. We love it. It looks great on you. So I'm not sure how we first came to find out about you guys. I want to say that Lisa was on social media, which she's not really on social media anymore. When she is, she's on mine. <laughs> and uh, that's probably the best way to do it for her right now. So she started seeing some of your videos and became very enamored with them. And we began talking. And, that sounds a little creepy. Well, it's not, it's not creepy. <laughs> but I became a steadfast follower, that's for sure. Yes. So then we've actually, we've done some communicating back and forth. And what's really funny is that and we, we have this conversation a lot is this world is so big, but this community canine community is actually pretty small. The, the fact that we know so many of the same people is really astounding when you're on the other side of the country. Yeah, it is incredible though. So I it texted some of them today and said, Hey, guess who we're interviewing today? <laughs> <laughs> Here's it, it is it is neat to and it's neat to meet those folks face to face and know that they've met you guys face to face and and they hold you guys dear as as really really good friends and it's so it's fun to to share to share that when we run into people in the in the canine community when we're out and about or at seminars or out working so so that's been that's been really that's been really valuable to us so well we always appreciate your guys support and of course, Jack loves wearing his white beard canine T-shirt and his long sleeve to school. That's, That's awesome. awesome. 
but it is it's it's an incredible community and you know even though it's pretty vast spanning you know coast to coast and certainly handlers outside of the country it's always phenomenal to me that there are so many interpersonal connections throughout that it doesn't matter how far away you are somebody buddy uh -huh. and you know eventually everybody ends up linking up which is really cool right Right. Well, I will have to say that Jackson is probably the youngest handler that we've met so far in our canine journey. He's probably, probably one of the most appealing handlers that we've also <laughs> met. <laughs> and um, not just because of Chase, I think his his interests are so varied. And I that's part of the the appeal in terms of following Jackson is uh, slash Chase. I don't want to leave Chase out, but Jackson certainly has his own interests, and Chase, uh, Chase tags along for those. But but it, it's it's it is interesting. I've read the story, or at least the the thoughts that you all had as it related to getting a service dog. Do you mind sharing what what the, what your thoughts were at the time, and has has that kind of panned out the way you envisioned, or has it been much more? So I mean, for us, you know, I think before Jackson was born, there was. Some type of like TV special or Netflix special, I can't remember what, but it was essentially talking about service animals and how beneficial they can be for, you know, a multitude of, of different disabilities, um, situations. And I remember telling Walt when I was pregnant, I said, you know, if there's ever a need for a service dog, like I, I think that's something that I really would want to be able to do for our child. You know, obviously it's not something that we, sorry, necessarily knew. <laughs> going into, you know, the pregnancy or anything like that. But when Jack was three and a half, he was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. And it, it definitely was something that as parents, you know, we just, we've always wanted to give him any resource possible, whatever that looks like. It's not that money isn't an object, but I mean, you do, mm -hmm. you do. we sold things to pay for Chase. Mm -hmm. um, just, we felt that this was an invaluable resource more than what we could give as parents. I think, you know, most parents understand there comes a point where, hey, I know how to swim, but it might be valuable to have somebody else help him. And I think Chase really has kind of filled in any any gaps or, you know, just been so so much of an additive to, to Jackson's overall life and our lives. I mean, I don't think either one of us anticipated how much a service dog would enrich all of our lives as a family. Mm -hmm. Certainly Jackson's, which was the hope, but I mean, Walt and I benefit from Chase as well, not just because his tasking is is generalized. There's times when he'll come up to me, he's like, I can smell that you're stressed. Here, let me help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, even just the people that he's brought into all three of our lives, it's it's so mind-blowing to me that because we made a decision to do this for Jackson, we all have just benefited immeasurably. I would say well beyond your family also. You you don't realize the impact. I, I don't think you do anyway. It's huge. It is. It's really huge. So, Jackson, what does what does Chase do for you? How does he make you feel? Uh, he makes me feel happy and safe. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Very cool. Well, I just saw I just saw him in the video earlier, and, and he looks like he would keep most people safe. <laughs> that, is, that is a nice looking uh, German Shepherd for sure. Thank you. You're welcome. So what, what was the process like for you guys going to, to get the, the dog? What did that look like? Well, so, I mean, the process, we, 
we kind of took a, it was a journey, certainly a voyage of discovery. Uh, we did a little bit of exploratory learning. You know, when we, when we decided on getting Chase or Jack, I mean, you know, as parents, again, we, we approached the problem very much, of, hey, it's another tool that we could potentially give to our son to, to use. I mean, we tried, you know, the first, you know, we set out on exploring different, there's a ton of nonprofits uh, that supply service dogs. Uh, we get some, especially out here on the West Coast, and there's a you know a program that allows you to train your own service dog. Uh, mm. So they supply the curriculum. You find the dog and 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 you train it yourself. And then there's you know the the for profit you know business transaction trainers. So we we actually went about four months five months of discovery. We had a couple different nonprofits that we reached out to, and I mean not knocking nonprofits at all. It's it just wasn't what we felt, you know, really helped our needs, Jackson's needs. Um, there aren't amazing nonprofits out there that that provide service dogs, but the one that we had spent some time talking back and forth with the, the head trainer, we felt at the end of the day, the contract, everything else was geared towards them and their organization. Mm -hmm. And it offered, mm -hmm. you know, no protection for well, what if the dog doesn't do what he's intended to do? Or what if these tasks aren't something that, you know, are beneficial? We couldn't choose those things. They already had a set quote unquote list of, hey, you want a service dog for a child who's autistic, here's what we provide. So that was really, I think the biggest dissuasion to us. Wanted it to be tailored to Jackson's needs at the time. When we found our trainer, Alicia Cholet, Fulton Strong Canine down in Florida, she at the time was refined canine, LLC. And I had followed a few years. And then subsequently, I just, I mean, we were just inundated at that point. I mean, we really were, I'm sure from different posts that I've put out there, it, it is, it's overwhelming. And we were so early in the process of having Jackson's diagnosis and therapies and, you know, just literally upheaving everything in our life. And that's, you know, definitely something in hindsight that I've always kind of been like, maybe we should wait it. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm certainly glad we did. I wouldn't change anything, but it, it in hindsight, I definitely feel like, man, Kelly, just <laughs> added more and more and more to your plate. But Alicia was fantastic. She actually started her adult careers uh, working with kids on the spectrum. So she understood. She had a loved one that's on the spectrum. So she really understood what we were looking for. And she gave us guidance and so much patience with, you know, us having to figure out, hey, what do we want out of a service animal for him? I can't thank her enough. She she really, Chase shines, you know, because he's got this great bond with Jack, but he couldn't shine nearly as much as he does if she hadn't given him that foundation. Well, in her background, I mean, evidently that, that just made it. I can imagine that that, that was really a, a huge piece of, of why he's successful with Jack. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even as, you know, she she asked for um, like uh, voice snippets of when he was escalated to help train into Chase for getting him to follow the taskings and things like that, what it would look like, what it would, you know, sound like essentially. So the day that we picked Chase up from Air Cargo, he knew who Jack was. So wow. I, oh, wow. That video is on there. It's it's not the greatest video. That I would do again. I would make sure the lighting was right. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> yeah, to capture that. Is that one of those times where you look back and you go, how in the world did we do that? <laughs> it, it, it was it was months and months, I mean, of just emotion, of just overwhelm. And I, I completely apologize in advance. I know I'm going to get emotional talking about it, but it was. Oh, <laughs> it was Sweet. like this may be actually the tangible thing outside of therapies and curriculums and everybody else's ideas of what might be helpful. This might be something real that, you know, will literally be right by his side and give him the support that he needs. So, you know, I know in that short little snippet, cause it, I lost it, like literally it was maybe like a 20 second clip of me being like, look, it's Chase and Jack being like, hi Chase. And then I had mm. to kind of like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was, it was, it was kind of a combination of being able to talk to her and, you know, just kind of get our bearings about us as a family of what we needed to do for him. That just kind of came down to this, you know, staple coated German shepherd walking through our door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so how old was, uh, Jackson, how old were you when you, when you got Chase? Uh, four. Four. And you are how old now? Nine. Oh my goodness. So he's been a part of you for five years. That's amazing. So what's your favorite thing that, that he does? Uh, probably deep pressure therapy. Yeah. So, looks like he could really put some weight on you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so so what does that what does that look like? If you had to describe that for somebody that's that's never seen you and Chase, what, what would that look like? What does he do? Well he like if you're sitting, if you're sitting, will he lay on top of you? Is that something that he does? Yeah, so he usually does it at night. Usually mm-hmm. he's kind of like a weighted blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, familiar um, with that. Yep. And when our dog sleeps with us, he feels very much like a weighted blanket also. <laughs> I don't think that's intentional, though. We didn't train him to do that, but... <laughs> But if you are up and about, will he lean against you? Is that something that he does? does uh, he- yeah, sometimes a building on the week usually comes up and sits next to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen I've seen a lot of pictures of you guys, especially out on the beach where he's kind of leaning in. He's like, this is my guy, you know. Yeah, Chase Wiener. Yeah. I really like Chase's goggles, too. I'm very jealous of all of his eyewear. <laughs> you have a you have a good assortment it's so funny though we we get it all the time and so you know one of the one of the big pieces we try when we when we started the instagram was we really just wanted to show the journey from you know a kid and his service dog the, and that i mean that remains the number one intent just just show the journey and we've had some really positive experiences with people reaching out asking about service dogs but you know the best ones are the ones that we can we get comments of really want to just help people build confidence with having a service dog. There's there's so many different examples of people just people have these service dogs and they just don't have a lot of confidence in it because people people don't respect the process of like hey you have a service dog for a reason and that reason doesn't have to be broadcast on you know on Front Street. So people a lot of them are deterred from using their service dog because well, I don't want to have to explain what the service dog is for, or I don't want to have to explain, you know, if I have a disability. And you don't. You just have to follow the Americans with Disabilities Act. And we really want 
So it was really interesting. I actually had a conversation yesterday with Naval Base San Diego, uh, their leadership. So I asked uh, the Naval Base San Diego leadership, hey, what is your policy, not only on service dogs, because they've always allowed service dogs on board or, you know, on the base. But hey, what is your policy for allowing service dogs on the pier and on board the ships? So we, it's about a month ago, I guess. Yeah, Thanksgiving, right around that time, Jack came to see me at work. So it was a Friday afternoon. So mom and Jack and Chase were, you know, came to see me at work. So I walked down to the pier and I we came through the gate and I got stopped. And it, there was a lot of back and forth with, I'm not sure we allow that. I'm like, <laughs> what's the instruction say? He's an ADA compliant service dog. So eventually we worked through it, but it's it's a lot of those delays that people face that, that really crush people from from using a service dog, like any other tool or piece of medical equipment, that's really disheartening. So I think the best messages we get are the ones from people saying, hey, you know, your account really helped show that it's okay to, to use a service dog, or it's okay to, to question people back when they say, hey, that's not allowed. Why is that not? Right. Yeah. What, do, you, do you think a lot of that comes from poor education of the people that are receiving dogs, the people that are giving these dogs out aren't giving the right information to people? Or are they not representing a service dog as a service dog? I, I don't know how much time we have. <laughs> You've got as much time as you want. As much time as you want. Yes, absolutely. We're super, super passionate about that particular aspect of the service dog world in terms of there are so many people, unfortunately, that take advantage of the ambiguities in the federal, exactly. both on the business end and mm -hmm. then on the consumer end for lack of work. That being said, you know, we we have so many different challenges and I do my best to <laughs> be mindful of the audience that we're speaking to in terms of how I put the information out there, especially when it comes to negative interactions. I mean, as Walt mentioned, our account is centered upon Jackson and Chase, but if we can help I think, you know, that's kind of part mm -hmm. of it in terms of telling people, you know, hey, it's if you've got a dog that you love and that dog could be intuitive naturally and, you know, maybe you derive a lot of comfort from that dog, that's phenomenal. I would never want to take away from that. But just know that when you decide to flap a vest on your dog from Amazon, when you decide to display patches on that dog out in public that say it's a service dog, you're doing a huge disservice to people like my son who legitimately need that lifeline. It's, yeah. it's so different than if you wanted to go on rides at a theme park, would you rent a wheelchair just so you could get to the front of the line? Probably yeah. not. Like, so why is yeah. it okay, you know? And to Walt's point, I mean, we have had all types of people. We've had intoxicated people yeah. come up to us. We've had just curious people. We've we've had just really inquisitive kids, which I mean, you know, kids, it's it's one of those things where they don't know, you know, kids uh -huh. kids late, so they're <laughs> do sure. what you know kids do, which is ask questions, which we're totally fine with. Jackson's fine with it too. In fact, usually if kids ask questions like, Hey, why do you have a dog? He simply will say, you know, like, Oh, it's just my service dog, his name's Chase. Mm -hmm. Nobody it moving. Right. But it's, it is hard. And the older that Jackson gets and the more he's able to, I guess, pick up on attitudes and emotions from other people, it is one of those things where it's like, 
it's it's no intent on being rude to people or meeting their affront with you know being aggressive or anything like that especially when it's genuine curiosity but we've had other times where people will literally like pull me aside and be like why does he actually need that like oh wow him. and i'm like whoa <laughs> like mm. when, same thing on crutches like you don't mm -hmm. have idea what what injury they have other than it's probably something with mobility like would you do that no why yeah. would you okay to ask him about his disability i think that it's partly you know just people in general the mass populace is ill-informed but then you also have the populace of people that choose to bring their pets into public places that they shouldn't be but then on the training side i can't really speak for i mean again our our trainer fortunately was certainly very well versed in ADA guidelines because that's, you know, her bread and butter is providing, you know, lifelines to people for being able to have public access with a service dog. So she was great at, you know, kind of giving us everything up front as far as, you know, the, the federal websites to kind of take a look at and you get familiar with. But on, you know, everyday outings, it's, it is one of those things, to, like Walt mentioned, there are people that have been so negatively reinforced with disabilities that have service animals that don't feel comfortable going into public spaces for a multitude of reasons. But a lot of times it's on the businesses. It's yes. true of businesses refusing to take a stand and saying, hey, is this a service dog? Mm -hmm. What does this service dog provide? Even stuff like that I know would be a huge dissuasion to people because then it's like, oh, wow, are we going to be questioned if we bring our pet in? Maybe I don't want to deal with all that. Right. Uh, but they refuse to do it because, you know, we live in a country where if we feel as though we're being infringed upon, the right thing for people to do in their heads is to turn around and sue a big business or right. else. So I do think that it's it's a disservice the way everybody treats service animals for the people with the disabilities that utilize these service dogs, but also to average consumers. I can't tell you how many times we've been someplace like the grocery store. And, you know, you hear the side remarks of like, oh, I hate it when people bring their dogs in here. Like, oh, wow. Because like, <laughs> yeah. they're wow. not in here, but his is, is a fully trained service animal. He's calm. He's quiet. Environmentally, he's sound. Like, he's not in there sniffing produce. He's not, you know, in the mm -hmm. deli case looking for a tree. <laughs> uh, his own hot dogs. <laughs> So that's like that's actually another one of his uh, taskings is food refusal, mm -hmm. because we go to restaurants to eat. So that way he's not like, hey, that that's that pizza bone that I love. Hey, kid. Mm -hmm. And it's you know, it's it's one of those things that it's right. And that's the way it should be. But it's also an optics thing, I feel, because I also take a great sense of pride in when we leave a business, especially a restaurant. People around us are like, oh, my gosh, look at that huge dog. I didn't even know there was a dog here. Um, That's the best compliment ever. <laughs> that means that Chase is doing what, what he should be doing, which is not to say that Chase won't task out in public. Jackson has certainly asked him to task out in public at concerts and, you know, just mm -hmm. over environments. But to me, the biggest, like you said, Lisa, compliment is, hey, I didn't even know there was a dog here. Sure. I don't want to be that person that has a dog that's barking and lunging and reactive to its environment. Well, that would be an anti-service dog. <laughs> this episode of the Working Dog Depot podcast is brought to you by our title sponsor, Fox & Hound. Fox & Hound has spent years creating the perfect formulas that are safe for our pups, 
and contain many natural ingredients. They develop the highest quality of products for all dogs and products for all dog lovers and their homes. Products range from scented candles to dog shampoo, flea and tick spray, stain remover, paw balm, and dog cologne. They've even developed a line for working dogs and their handlers. For you folks who are required to wear a vest while on duty, you should check out their vest spray. Folks, the Young Home has fox and hound products in every room. For me, it's really quite simple. The products are great, and they're made by great people. Order online at shopfoxandhound.com or follow an order on Instagram at shopfoxandhound. For a 15% discount, use the WDDP discount code. Remember, man's best friend deserves dog's best products. Here at Working Dog Depot, we're pleased to make an extra special announcement. Fox and Hound Canine Foundation will be hosting their first celebration event with a fun-filled day meeting canine teams from across the country in an incredible atmosphere on Table Rock Lake in Branson, Missouri. On June 3rd, fun for the whole family will start at 12 noon. Included in the day of events are special canine demonstrations, raffles, a silent auction, vendor booths, balloon artists, live entertainment, and music. Later on in the evening, you're invited and encouraged to join in the gala event starting at 6. You can purchase an entire table or individual seating as you see fit. Enjoy an open bar, which will transition into a cash bar a little bit later in the evening. Also included are a silent auction, music, special private canine demonstrations, and VIP guest appearances. A detailed agenda will be forthcoming as the event date draws closer. We know that the folks at Fox and Hound, our title sponsor, have a huge heart for canines and their handlers. It's important to know that all proceeds that are raised by their fantastic Canine Foundation event go to assist canine teams by providing funding, equipment, supplies, paid canine medical expenses, canine handler education, and specialty training for active and retired canines. Don't miss out on this super opportunity to network, have some fun, and support a wonderful cause. We hope to see you there. Which, which we see quite regular, you know, be, training, <laughs> you know, we do several service dogs a year here through our company for, for people in need. And, you know, our, our people will contact us. And that's the first thing that I ask people is, you know, what service, I don't ask them what they suffer from, but what service do you require the dog to do? And like, well, I just want to fly with my dog. Well, okay, that's not a service dog. You don't need a service dog for that. You got to have, it's got to provide you a task something that's needed for your your child or you or another family member and i think education getting you know get at least getting stuff out there like this saying hey what can a business legally ask you you know is is that a service dog what task does the dog provide and that's completely fine to ask those questions and then once they're answered then we move on so i think education is is a is a huge thing that we we fall short on well we we talk about it all the time too that dogs in general are great conversation pieces so you have this big, beautiful, sable dog that goes with you, and immediately that's a conversation piece. Right? It, it, it definitely is, and I think that's where, you know, we, we, especially early on with Chase, felt that we were being called to educate as much as possible. We still do, but it's now more on our terms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Educate every single person that comes up to us. Uh, but initially, we really felt that way. In fact, you know, in speaking about the business side of it, you have businesses that do actually ask. For instance, we went to downtown Disney and the guy at the uh, right before you went into the uh, the metal detectors, he just started talking us up about Chase. He was like, oh, wow, is that an Akita? And we're like, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
doesn't look like a German shepherd. And I'm like, oh, well, he's sable coated from the Czech Republic. And we're just, you know, kind of inching closer and closer to the metal detectors. And he's like, okay, well, so is it a service dog? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, well, what task does it provide? Very conversational. So he was being really, really good about being kind of discreet about asking, mm. not putting us on the spot. But then he just failed miserably. Yeah. So <laughs> we generally answer it with he, you know, mitigates behavioral and, and psychological issues. And mm -hmm. as you know, we're not required to say anything else. We don't have to go into detail. We don't have to go into diagnosis. So his response was, I don't think we let those type of service dogs in. And I said, well, mm -hmm. you don't have a choice. <laughs> There's, mm -hmm. And he was like, no, I'm pretty sure there is. So we moved beyond him because we're at this point, the next people to go through the metal detectors. And this is just downtown Disney. This isn't even the theme park. And when we had moved away from him, he had used his radio to ask for a supervisor to come over. So supervisor was also ill-informed. So yes. he literally asked us the same two questions, which, you know, again, federal law provides a business to be able to do. Happy to answer these questions. But he, he also took issue with behavioral and psychological mitigation. And it got to the point where we had other people trying to get into downtown Disney telling us, just tell them it's a diabetic alert dog. Then they'll, like, wow. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to lie. Like, this, no, there's nothing to lie about. He, we shouldn't have to. Right. We should not have to change our stance to appease somebody who is ill-informed or refused right. to. So, you know, we're going back and forth with this guy. And I literally, I had Walt go back to the car, grab from the glove box. I'm sure you've seen them. The little mm -hmm. ADA cards. Yep. Right. You, this is what a business can ask. You know, the, here's what you, you're you protected under. Here's what the business is protected under. I mean, they're convenient to have, but you also have to get somebody that's willing to look at it. <laughs> so, so they were trying to categorize him as emotional support versus an actual legitimate support dog. I mean, I... We never got that far into it because he conceded of, you know, you right. don't call. So that's an issue. He he his parting words to us were, I'll let him go in. Mm. But if he does anything other than his taskings, you guys are out of here. So he can't walk. Walking's technically not one of his tasks. Like, what are we what are we doing about that? How do we how do we do that? <laughs> okay. I mean, stuff like that. And I understand, you know, large businesses, it's challenging. People are people. And everybody has opinions and thoughts and ideas. And I, I'm sure it's challenging for large scale business to get employees to understand this is what you can ask. And it has to be word for word verbatim. You cannot deviate, you cannot detract, add to it. It is this, do not say anything else. I mean, I get it, people, people are people, it's hard, but they should at least make the effort. Yeah. What we've seen a lot of Generally, so to back to the education piece, people in in business situations are really, if given the choice, oftentimes will go to the lowest level of effort and energy required to of the situation. So we were, this was 2019. Uh, we were actually, we were flying. So we flew from California back to the East Coast. I'll go execute my orders. They were a week long. Take some leave and, and have some fun. So we got out to the East Coast fine. So we were on our return trip back, and, you know, Chase, I mean, what does he look like? He looks like, a, he looks like a military working dog. He looks like a police dog. He's also named Chase because of that same reason. So we get to the airport and, you know, we're checking in. The gentleman that with, with TSA looks at me 
And he said, you know, I had my military ID out with my orders. And he said, okay, sir, you're on military orders. I said, yes. He said, is that your military working dog? I said, absolutely not. My son's service dog. And he looked at me kind of weird. He's like, well, that's your working dog, right? I said, absolutely. <laughs> so he let me go through and he said, you can bring your working dog with you. I said, this is not my military working dog. I said, I am not a military candidate. This is my son's service dog. He literally looked at me and said, well, it's easier if you tell me that. I said, absolutely not. I said, there's processes in place. I said, you know, he's a service dog. He's allowed to fly. Like, there's no issue with this. The, the problem is, you know, if you can see a lot, like if you tell them it's a diabetic alert dog, oh, well, that must be okay. It's, you've got the process itself. You have to understand and respect the integrity of the process to say, hey, service dogs are allowed by the ADA. And this is what we have to stand firm on every single time. And again, it, it, it's hard because we could have easily taken, okay, well, he's a military working dog. And mm -hmm. hey, well, that compromises the integrity of the process. And that actually, you know. Makes it more of a challenge for other people behind us. I would agree. Right. But the point of, is it a conversation piece? One of the biggest things, I think it's one of the videos on there early on with like conversation pieces and chase of really helping. Yeah, I mean, so that was one thing that was kind of, it spontaneously happened, right? Like, so before Chase, we would go to Legoland, Jackson loves Legoland. And what <laughs> I did was I looked on eBay and I just happened to see that they had like the employee brick badge that they wear in their uniforms and that it could be personalized, yeah. <laughs> so I was nice. like, it's 10 bucks why not so he got his little brick badge we put it on his his ball cap his legoland ball cap and we went and people were like oh my gosh do you work here and <laughs> super shy at that point and you know a lot younger too so that really helped to kind of have those fun conversations outside of a therapy setting you know where it's not just described so to follow on to what Walt's saying, a hundred percent, you know, it it just Chase has been the biggest ambassador for Jackson in that downtown San Diego has yeah, she's sorry. <laughs> we just got cat photo bomb. Yeah. yeah. For those that are not um have the benefit of the video, we just um there was a black cat right in front of the camera. <laughs> But um, San Diego has, you know, it's it's a it's a large city, so there's police officers out all the time, and especially at the theme parks and places that we frequent. And you know, I I worked in law enforcement for a little while. You know, I always hated taking calls from parents who were like, "My kid's refusing to go to school. I need an officer here to tell him to go to school." And you know, yeah. essentially, right? So you know, police officers just by most of them wanting to be genuinely friendly and they're compassionate, caring people. It was an easy thing, right? Like, hey, Jack, why don't you go tell that police officer be safe? So he would. He would talk mm. her as this little four-year-old kid, quiet as a mouse. You know, most of them in San Diego have sticker badges. So again, from, you know, the autism side, he's being positively reinforced every time he has one of these spontaneous conversations, right? These are the things we're working on to help him to, you know, have better social awareness and things like that. And it just was spontaneous. So once Chase came into the picture, 
opened the floodgates, like literally, because now instead of us saying, hey, Jack, why don't you go tell that police officer, be safe? They're all approaching you. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, like just literally would come from, you know, across the street and be like, hey, that's a really cool dog. My department has a dog that looks like that. And, you know, Jackson at four years old, his favorite show was Paw Patrol, the police dog Chase. So Mm -hmm. it was automatically this instant connection to law enforcement. And then, you know, through our social media, which, you know, we started out, I think less than what, less than 200 people, because it was just like friends and family, like, Mm. here's the dog, here's a picture of it in the Czech Republic, like, here's our trainer with the dog, you know, it's kind of obscure. But then once they, you know, got together and posting those type of videos, it just kind of took off from there. And I know one of the things we would do, especially after his therapy sessions, you know, coming down and just kind of decompressing was, hey, why don't we start looking for law enforcement canines to follow? So we did. And we went probably a good, what do you say, like three or four months before we found a sable-coated shepherd? I think so. Yeah, it was like a minute before we found another dog in a canine position that looked like Chase. But when we did, that was Easton Canine TJ. So in Connecticut, Tamara, she's amazing. And Jackson literally kept calling TJ Chase's brother because they looked alike. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she was one of the first accounts that we we followed. And, you know, everybody in the law enforcement community, like I just I can't I can't say enough good things about the law enforcement canine community and how they just literally rallied around Jackson Mm -hmm. and really made him feel like a superstar of just like, wow, dude, like you've got a canine that looks like my canine and oh, your canine doesn't look like my canine, but you have a working dog just like I do. Well, again, I I reiterate that he is the most appealing handler that we've met so far. (laughs) (laughs) He may be the youngest, but he is the most appealing. I I was checking out your Instagram. He's got some mad skills too. So he does. Yeah, he, I'd like to talk a little bit about the shooting song. Yeah. Oh, that's one of my that favorites. Absolutely amazing. It is amazing. So what kind of pistol do you like to shoot? I'm currently shooting a SIG P320. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yes, that's my brand, man. <laughs> that's my brand as well. Absolutely. So, So we like shooting as well. So I have a SIG P365. And Howard does as well. Rich, what's your SIG? I have a P365. I have the uh, Macro, and I also have a uh, 320 Spectre Comp, which is my favorite of of all those. But yes, yeah, I I have a SIG problem. So, (laughs) (laughs) so we were we were super fortunate that it was a hundred percent by chance. So the lot. What was it? April or June or July. (laughs) We're so confused. I've been gone so much this year. (laughs) So I've been gone eight months to the year. I was I was not here in California for eight months of the year. So I had I was gone April or May and came back home for seven weeks. And then I had to go back to Rhode Island for 120 days. Mm. So we said, hey, why don't we have some fun and get out of California and and road trip across country? So taking the Jeep road trip. So I think we saw some pictures of that. It was a debacle. It was awful. <laughs> oh, no. oh yes, we did. We got heard the story too. Yeah. <laughs> the first weekend we settled into Rhode Island. I was in Newport, 
that so we settled in on Sunday. That following weekend was the grand opening of the SIG headquarters in New Hampshire. We yes. only like, oh my goodness from Rhode Island. We're like, hey, why don't we go there? Well, you're telling half the story. So <laughs> <laughs> pick it up, Kelly. You found the reason to go. <laughs> so yeah. we had we had it with Lena Michalak, who's a SIG sponsored shooter. She's, you know, the best female shooter in the world. Um, her dad obviously is Jerry Michalak, who is I was gonna say she comes from good genes. Exactly. Her yes. mom and him shoot well. Yep, yep, he does as well. But so we had interacted, you know, back and forth a little bit here and there with her. And Jackson actually did a promposal to see if she would come out to gun prom. It was super short notice. And we told him as much like, hey, she probably books out well in advance. So, you know, you can try, but don't get your hopes up. So when we saw that the SIG experience in New Hampshire was opening up, you know, I was like, oh, wow, I wonder if Lena's going to be there. Well, sure enough, on her social media, I think a couple days later, she started posting about going to be there for the grand opening with Max Michelle and their other uh, sponsored shooter, Daniel Horner. So we we decided we had time. And, you know, you guys know the previous legs of the trip were not as fun as they could. <laughs> so it was good, you know, try to cut loose a little bit and make it feel a little bit more like a vacation. So we went up there and and Jack was able to meet Lena and he actually got to shoot with her. I am jealous. Oh, that's great. Both. Like <laughs> Who doesn't love a good canine conference? Hey guys, I'm pleased to announce the Thin Blue Line Conference is our newest sponsor. Thin Blue Line Conference is an annual educational three-day conference started by Joe Lukowski, who is an active canine handler with the Pocono Mountain Regional Police Department. It was started solely for law enforcement officers and military personnel. This year, it will be held on May 2nd through the 4th in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They offer a variety of classes with an impressive instructor lineup as well as an array of top-notch vendors. To ensure their attendees are up to date with the ins and outs of the canine industry, they are constantly making sure their class schedule reflects this. Some new instructors this year include Kenny Williams with Interdiction, Mike Nesbeth, Mike Lilly, and Steve White, to name a few. Attendee and vendor registration is now open, as well as a variety of sponsorship opportunities. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to have a great time with fellow brothers and sisters in blue, as well as further educate yourself to keep you and your canines safe. Register at thinblueLineConference.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram for continuous conference updates. But he had a he had a really good time, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Jack's taken the shooting really well. I attribute it to him being visual spatial. He just... Mm -hmm. He's able to replicate things just from seeing it that, you know, some of us struggle with. He just mm -hmm. fun. That's awesome. So I stumped your mom on a, on a dad joke uh, earlier. Did, did she happen to tell you the joke about Legos? Oh yeah. It's about um, the big sale at the Lego store. People were lined up for blocks. <laughs> Pretty bad, I know. Da -da -da. Well, folks, I just want to say I'm sorry for, for that, and uh, you don't don't take it against our, our listening audience. Jack, um, your laugh was very similar to my laugh. I was like, "Oh my gosh, uh, you did not." <laughs> it, it was better because I I text Howard. I was like, "Oh my gosh, Howard, you got me on that one." Because I literally, oh my gosh, there's a sale. Let me go check out Lego's website. What am I <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that's terrible 
terrible. So, you know, our last guest was Evan Nolte. Yeah, he was he was a good guest. I think that uh, people really liked hearing what he had to say. It was it was fun. He had some good things to say about you, Jackson. He said that you were uh, had mad skills when it came to that stuff. I certainly do. I certainly do. <laughs> yeah. That's well, what he, he said. Can, That's a he can, he can confirmation that. right here. That's right. Yeah. We really enjoyed meeting him at Hits too. He was he's blue line. I mean blue line. He 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 is just a, a joy. He's a nice guy. He's really yeah. a nice guy. That's a great, great friend of Jackson. I, I had to laugh when he gave the disclaimer of, you know, I'm not just randomly befriending this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And like, don't, don't everybody, you know, come for me, but he, he has been, he's been such a great friend of Jack's. They play video games online together. They've had some spontaneous builds where like they'll FaceTime and they'll each be working on the same set, which has been kind of cool for, for Jack, certainly. And, you know, Evan being another facet of the canine community, he's definitely garnished some unique perspectives from Evan where it comes to chase. Evan didn't didn't tell you guys though about the patch. So you wanna tell him? Okay, I'll help. So what patch is that? It's our war dog patch. So yes. we, we have that sticker. I think we have that sticker or we have that patch. I'm not sure which. Yep. So yes we do. When Evan well when anybody orders anything from our website, you know, Jack always personalizes the poly mailers that they go out in. Mm -hmm. And draws Chase and some hearts and writes his name um, as his way of, you know, saying thank you for the support. And he's done that ever since we started selling any type of merch. Yeah, all on his own. That was that was a Jackson thing. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we have a picture in our office that that he drew of us. That's it's actually me and you and Jack. Yeah, Jack, and, Jack and Chase and, and us Jaeger. and Jaeger. Yeah. Yeah. It's a striking likeness. It is framed in our office. So, <laughs> no, that's awesome. And, and we've gotten amazing feedback from that as well. Like that, people are like, "I'm ordering because I want Jack to send me poly mailer." <laughs> 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 but uh, when Evan ordered, we kind of started looking at his Instagram profile from his order, and I was like, "Oh wow, Jack! He works with military working dogs, and you know." This is pretty cool. So Jack, instead of drawing Chase, drew that war dog. So that literally was what he personalized Evan's Holly Miller from. And Evan replied back and was like, this should be like your next patch. So Aww. <laughs> <Hell> it is. <laughs> idea. And, you know, that's kind of the other part of our account that, you know, wasn't anything that we ever anticipated happening as a result of it was you know, the outpouring of support that Jackson and Chase have from law enforcement and, you know, the military working dogs, all of it. We just, we as parents, certainly, but it was Jackson's idea to give back because he felt mm -hmm. like, man, these people are just sending me patches and coins and, you know, stuff like that. Or they'll send me nice messages and tell me how great they think I am and how cool it is that my dog looks like their dog. So, Jack was like, how can we, how can we help them? And mm -hmm. I'm, we were pretty new to Instagram and I'm like, oh, I have no idea. Like <laughs> send back dog food or like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, you've certainly, um, you've certainly learned well in terms of how to do that. I think one of the things I find most endearing about 
about the four of you is that you do endeavor to give back. And I think that's such a valuable lesson for any child to learn that, you know, you pay it forward. There are a lot of gifts that come our way, but there are a lot of rewards that come from paying it forward too. I know that you have a, is it a vest or harness? I don't want to call it the wrong thing. So you're the vest, the vest that Chase wears. Is that his daily wear is the one from Josh Morton? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so we have we have one of those for Jaegers to Jaeger as well. So, but that's you know, it's just it's awesome that when people give you things like that, that you you're sensitive and you pay attention and and you want to pay that pay that forward. I just think that's so valuable. That's one thing that we really really admire about you, Jackson, is that you've you've worked really hard to do that. Well, I think it was you right because like behind us, I mean it's. It's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> As a parent, though, it's it's difficult because, you know, especially with Jackson being four, five, six, I mean, and so on, he's in a unique situation. And I, I try to be very intentional with what we put out there because at the end of the day, he's a child. Mm-hmm. And right. be respectful of, hey, Jackson at six may not really care. He may not have a vested interest or a full understanding, but Jackson at 13... They take mm-hmm. it. And while I can't predict, you know, what's going to go on with our account or, you know, if Jackson will even want it to continue when he's older in the here and now, it's our job as parents to make sure that we put his best foot forward. So mm-hmm. we try to do that. But one of the interesting and unique facets of of this account has been the outpouring of support behind us in terms of sending him things. That's a unique thing for a small child. You don't necessarily, I know I certainly didn't grow up with random people sending me. (laughs) No, no. And it was something that we really tried hard to impart, still do, of people think enough of you to do this. It costs money to send things. Like, it costs money. It's not cheap. And, you know, police officers and decoys and trainers and, you know, other military families we're not millionaires. Like this, this meant somebody mm. went and got you something because they thought enough of you to go send this to you because they want to make you happy. They want to see you smile. They want to, you know, let you know that they're thinking about you and, you know, care about what you're doing. So, you know, in doing all of that, the patches, they they hold such a, a really strong meaning, I think, for our whole family. And yes, they're literally all behind us. <laughs> It's awesome. I mean, it, I joke at different points that I'm like, you know, we don't have really like war in our home. It's more frat house vibe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need wallpaper though. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I joke about it, but truly, this this is our our front room of our house. Our front door is, you know, off to the side over there. But this is what we literally have to pass through, and this is so meaningful. And I know all three of us, Chase, I'm sure, to a degree too, so four of us, you know, we draw motivation from it. Uh, There are so many people out there, and certainly we impart on him, you've got so many people rooting for you. Like, that's that's something you need to appreciate, and that's something that, you know, if you can turn around and show them how much you appreciate them, you should do that. Oh, it's so valuable, so valuable. It really puts our display to shame. I'll, I will text you privately a picture if you promise not to repost it and do a comparison. Well, if it wasn't for Lisa, there would be no display at all. 
Well, I'm, well, I'm watching Jackson's videos and I'm like, oh, golly sakes, we, we've got to do something. <laughs> Terrible. It's, it's, we've talked to, you know, we've talked to other handlers too, and certainly other trainers and people like that that are involved with, you know, canine or even not canine, just people in general. I don't know what to do with accumulated, you know, and some people are like, I don't want to have it somewhere where it feels boastful of like, hey, look at all this stuff that I've, I've amassed. You know, and I always try to flip it the same way as what we impart on Jackson. Um, those are all people that, that thought enough of you to give you a piece of them. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I'm going to just shove in a drawer and say, well, I'll take it out here and there. Or I'll think about it, you know, only on this particular day. It's something that you should celebrate. I would agree. Absolutely. I would agree. Well, so, with, uh, with, that, with that moving forward, how, how can people support you guys so we can continue supporting them? How, how, how do people find you? So you want to tell them about the Instagram? Yeah, so our Instagram oh. handle is dog underscore chase. You can buy patches, coins, stickers. On our website? On our website, even t-shirts, hoodies, and <laughs> their t-shirts? Yeah, or you're getting the whole sales pitch. Well, I'm going to have to get oh, myself. I, I got to get on there then. Yeah. I got to get a t-shirt. I mean, you, you repped Whitebeard. I, I, I've got to get a, a Chase and Jackson. I know. Somebody's going to have to send him a different t-shirt. So I'm <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you wear that one with pride, Jackson. <laughs> you don't want a double H canine. That's okay. Rich, <laughs> I'll make sure you get one. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> We, we, we groan sometimes when people are like, oh, I saw Jack wear this shirt. And I'm like, you know what? Jack's a free agent. Like, Jack doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's it's like, please grow up. <laughs> like, he's he's not choosing sides. <laughs> That's right. As That's well, right. he shouldn't. That's right. You wear what you want to wear. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So one, one quick one quick question. I know we're going to wind up because we're right at an hour. So. Just the obvious question about Chase and his, like, I'm guessing, Jackson, that he sleeps in the bed with you. He sleeps with you? Yeah. Okay. So when you get up in the morning, is your thing, what's, what what does a typical day look like for you with caring for Jackson? Like, you get up and, yeah. and so, so what happens? Just curious. Uh, well, usually I hug Chase first in the morning. Uh get to school, go to session, and then usually be lay with him for a bit. Yeah. All right, cool. So one thing with with the hug, it's not what you think it is. So it's not just Jack bending down and hugging him around the neck. I mean, certainly mm -hmm. Jack Chase is the only dog that I, I think I've ever heard of doing this. It is the craziest thing to me, but one of the most endearing things about Chase. What does Chasey actively look for from us? You got attention, yes, but how does he get our attention? Like, how does he know? He's always, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a what? He's a butt kiss, right? Yes. He butts in. He butts yeah, into butt everything. Kiss. So, mm -hmm. because one of Chase's tasks is, you know, he's he alerts essentially to the cortisol release, right? So, as a dog with a super sniffer, as Jack says, He's not only picking up cortisol, but he also picks up when we're happy. Like he can mm -hmm. tell, wow, everybody in here is in a really great mood. This is just. Mm. <laughs> so in the morning, Chase usually comes and he leans and he nuzzles Jackson. And that's his way of greeting Jack of like, this is his hug. But more than that, when dad gets home, especially if all three of us hug each other, 
that dog will force himself between our legs and look up at all three of us like, oh, my God, guys, this is just the great. <laughs> it's euphoria. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fantastic. That's amazing. So so when when your feet hit the floor, do you go get the food bowl and, and you feed him? Does he eat? Does he eat twice a day? Uh, uh, once a day? He eats twice. Breakfast and dinner. Yeah. There you go. That's what we do. Now, are you, is that your responsibility? It is. All right. That's nice. awesome. I couldn't imagine that it wouldn't be. So you take such good care of him. Thank you. That's right. awesome. Well, guys, we really, really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. I know that we've talked through text for, gosh, probably over a year. And I have really, really appreciated following you guys and following your journey. It is again, impactful to so, so many people. Um, you guys just don't know. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Finally that. got her. Yeah. Yep. yep. That means it's, you know, with yours and Howard's background, especially, I mean, I think that's honestly, it, it was like an instant connection on our end as well of you guys understand. Yeah. I yeah. think the biggest thing that I try to think about when people message questions that have kids that are newly diagnosed or you know maybe their kid's been diagnosed for a while and they're interested about service dogs and how it can potentially benefit their child it is one of those things that i think about in terms of you know i wish that this was more accessible for more people yes yes i i just i think that so many children especially kiddos on the spectrum could benefit so greatly from having essentially their own ambassador to you know kind of go out and be seen in the world well, you have no idea how many times that I've shared your um, social media information with my co-teachers and staff in the school district where I work. It is, and and they are just absolutely thrilled and and probably just as impacted as as I've been. It, it's just, I just can't say enough the opportunities that you provide for your son and. It's just so impressive. And Jackson, you just rise to the occasion for anything. Um, you're just up for anything. And that, that is just amazing. You're an amazing young man. But thank you so much for spending your time with us this evening. It's been very, very rewarding. Thank you for giving him another experience. I mean, you say experiences, but it really is people like you guys that take an interest and say, hey, would Jack be interested in this? I mean, oh, I think he's going to be our most popular episode by far. <laughs> He's going to be my my favorite episode by far. But you um, don't count. I do, <laughs> I do count, Rich. <laughs> I count the most, Howard. Just yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks again, guys. Yes, thank you. Th thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure okay. meeting you guys. I'm a, Take Jackson, care, guys. I'm a fan. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but you all will have to come out here to California. Well, I was just going to say, I hope our next step is is actual face-to-face. -face. It's yep. nice to have like direct kind of, it's not face-to-face, -face, but at least virtual, a virtual connect. But I, I do hope the next step is is face-to-face -face for sure. Yeah, let us know. Our door's always open. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks, guys. guys. Have Take a great care. night. Well, Howard, that was a great conversation. What a wonderful family. Great, great young man. Beautiful dog. Uh, I enjoyed the heck out of that one. How about you? Oh, I was, I've been super excited about this opportunity and I'm glad we got a chance to get them all together and ask some of the questions that I think people would really, really want to know. I think it was, I think it was educational. I think it's a great story. 
you see a family, you know, a mom and a dad that's really uh, trying to do everything that's best for their son. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Absolutely not. So tonight. Oh, yes. Basil Hayden. This is a Howard Young pick. <laughs> you know, for, for those that don't know how technical we get with our bourbon picking, you know, Howard will touch me and he goes, hey, what bourbon are we tasting this evening? And I'm saying, well, Howard, what bourbons do you have on your bar? And we'll go so, from there. Yeah, so it is my selection, but it's based on my limited, yeah, my limited number of acquisitions. <laughs> so I typically will throw a name out and say, oh, yeah, I've got that. <laughs> my, my, my bourbon bar has grown. I, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate. I've been, I've been uh, gifted several of these really nice bourbons over the past few years and uh, so so before we get into talking about the actual basil hayden i uh was going to talk about new year's eve we had a bourbon a blind bourbon taste tasting with nine different bourbons three three and three flights and it was fantastic and i learned some things about my likes i learned that i like the higher proof i like the burn me too. So, um, and and leading into Basil Hayden, Basil Hayden is not a high proof bourbon at all. It is not. What is it? 84? That's 80. 80. 80? Yes. See, I did my research. It's very it's 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 very sweet smelling. Yeah. So 80 is doesn't really give you that burn. No, yeah. I agree. And, and I don't think it's uh most bourbons that don't have that higher proof don't have the uh you know a lot of full body taste either. You get a lot more Right. flavor out of those out of those higher proofs i think so it was actually in our selection of nine that we did the other day and it was not high on my list consequently i'd say the eh taylor was the one that really rang rang through for me small batch or single bear oh golly i don't know See? buddy <laughs> i'm a my my stepson and i are big fans of the eh taylor single barrel it's a that's a that's a good one yeah <laughs> So again, not that my palate's that sophisticated. It says that it's charred oak flavor that is complemented with sweet brown sugar, a touch of black pepper, and dried fruit to round it out. Well, I get the fruit in it because it's sweet. Yeah, it is definitely sweet. All right. They get an A plus though on the bottle. The bottle oh. is amazing. P packaging and and uh, marketing A plus for sure. Yeah, very cool. Well. My friend, here's to the hair of the dog that bit you as always. Yes. All right. Have a great night. Thanks. You too. Thanks so much, you guys, for following along, supporting us, and listening to these wonderful conversations that Howard and I are just blessed to have each and every day. We'd like to thank and support all of our first responders, police, fire, EMS, and our military for once again holding the line, keeping us safe. Stay safe, brothers and sisters. We love you, God bless, and God bless America.